Digital 16 gives you the chance to win one of three Calgary Flames fan experiences. Details in the new limited edition 15 packs of Canadian Pale Ale Original 16. Official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Must be of legal drinking age, no purchase necessary. All right, the Calgary Flames continuing this homestand and uh, tonight uh, suffering another defeat, this time at the hands of the Nashville Predators. As we welcome you inside, it is the Calgary Flames postgame live, brought to you by Original 16, celebrating things done well. And uh, tonight it is Brendan Parker alongside Ryan Dietrich as we uh, talk about this 4-1 uh, victory at the, uh, uh, I should say for Nashville, at the uh, expense of the Calgary Flames. And, um, you know, maybe let's just start with uh, overall takeaways. I mean, I think we can kind of look back to a first period and, uh, and you know, a second period that uh, lacked a little bit for the Calgary Flames. But uh, how did you find yourselves in this position? <laughs> It's a great question, and I'm sure that's what's being you know, talked about in the dressing room right now. But what we do know is that so much of the talk over the past couple of days was what was the bounce back going to be like after what was you know, a very disappointing effort against the Seattle Kraken. And I think especially we're hoping to see something happen good off the hop to sort of turn the page on that, and we didn't see it. And uh, credit to the Flames because their game over the course of the night did get better. And, you know, despite the fact that they were down 3 nothing at points, they were in the hockey game, especially after Blake Coleman cut into the deficit there. But yeah. that first period, it just you fall behind the eight ball and you give up a couple of quick ones early in the second period. Um, kind of what plagued them tonight was what plagued them the other night. Just a little bit careless with the puck. Too many turnovers that, you know, gave the Nashville Predators some really quality scoring chances. And they've got some gunners and they buried. Yeah, for sure, and uh, we can go through some of that, but uh, Philip Forsberg, obviously, he's coming off a three-point game yeah. the other night in Edmonton, and uh, and he gets on the score sheet early, and as we kind of describe it, maybe let's take a look at uh, how this all went down here tonight at the Scotiabank Saddledome and go through the highlights, and uh, it was almost a scoreless first period, aside and apart from this 28 seconds uh, left in the first, and it's Mark Jankowski coming back into Calgary, recalled this afternoon from Milwaukee of the American Hockey League and makes an immediate impact. Yeah. Play. Sorry, and you just see it right off the top there at the start of the replay. A, a tough play for Connor Mackey because he's being double teamed. He doesn't have the puck support he needs. And, you know, big six foot six, Michael McCarron, he plows through the traffic, puts the puck into an area that's dangerous. And yeah, Jankowski untracked coming back into the zone. He makes short work of it. This is uh, early in the second period, and it's uh, Philip Forsberg sent in on the break, but uh, the stretch pass that goes quick touch off the st uh, stick of Matt Duchesne right to Philip Forsberg. And this is some of the uncharacteristic stuff we saw the Flames tonight. Noah Hannafin, Rasmus Anderson, very responsible defensively for the Flames, but maybe got caught puck watching a little bit too much up ice, and it was Matt Duchesne who took that stretch pass, and he was able to bank it to Forsberg, but having two guys behind you, again, undetected, that's not a recipe for success. Then uh, not long after that, so that first one by Forsberg was 59 seconds into the period, then 2.27 into that second period. It's a power play marker, so you get the uh, penalty, and then it's followed up, and you can see Roman Yossi with some traffic in front. Uh, maybe a silent assist there from Philip Forsberg, and Yossi makes it 3-0. Yeah, we were watching this as it happened, and maybe Forsberg over the course of his career doesn't get enough credit for that, but he's done an excellent job all through his years of being that net front presence. He showed it there. Calgary, as you uh, talked about, did get on the board in the third, maybe a little sign of life. This was early in that third period, and Blake Coleman uh, talked about some opportunities, some chances 
uh, the other day, and uh, this one is one that finds the back of the net set up by Michael Bach. Yeah, like you said, he's had a ton of great chances over the past few nights especially. You knew it was just a matter of time, and great little bit of awareness from Michael Backlund. I think Kevin Lankinen thinks that he's going to swing the puck around the net. He gets caught cheating a little bit, and he, you know, just kind of surprises everyone by putting it back to the opposite side. Pretty free look there for Blake Coleman. Rounding out the scoring, it's the empty netter and uh, set up for uh, Matt Duchesne, and he puts this game on ice for the Nashville Predators, and that is your final 4-1. Duchesne's got his third of the season. Uh, that one, uh, this, the assist goes to Granlund, and, uh, and that's where we stand. I mean, I think we saw uh, you know, some of that pushback, and, and yep. maybe some credit needs to, to go to Nashville for the work that they put in tonight, but also maybe just to kind of stem some of that momentum we saw from Calgary early in that third, uh, kind of weathered that storm that was coming on. Yes, and, and Dylan Dubé talked about the need to string consecutive shifts together this morning. So I think you and I, as we we're watching this period or that third period sort of unfold, yes, you got that goal. All of a sudden, you're in a 3-1 hockey game. That's, that's not a bad place to be considering how the first 40 minutes went, but what you need after that is to build. You need the next line to hop over the boards and give you the same type of effort, start getting pucks in, you know, in and around the feet of the goaltender, making life difficult for them. And, you know, we saw one shift from the Lucic line create a little bit of havoc, but after that, you know, the Predators turned it back the other way and started pushing back in their own way. So there was just not enough of that sustained momentum built throughout that third period, despite the fact that they were in the game. Yeah. Like you said, a good sign that they were, but they need to get back to the fundamentals of their game, and that is stringing those shifts together, getting the shot volume. Those are the calling cards of this hockey team. Yeah, well said. Um, maybe let's pick up the conversation on Coleman because we touched on it there sure. briefly. But, you know, a guy that uh, has been paired with Michael Backlund, I know the other winger, the other part of that line has changed a couple times this season, but... You know, Backlund Coleman have been together for the better part of the year. And, um, you know, obviously that, that chemistry is kind of built in. It's developed. And then, you know, they were talking about chances and maybe trying to generate a few more of those. And, Blake, uh, one of the things he mentioned was that he thought that uh, there was a good sign of that in the uh, Seattle game. And maybe that's a carryover into tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And what you saw tonight on that goal, that's what you're going to get from, you know, uh, we say trio, obviously with that pair because they've sure. been together yeah. throughout the, the season so far. But this is what they do. They're, they give you an honest effort every night and you know, winning puck battles. That's kind of what they're all about. And, I mean, you see it there. There's just kind of that relentless effort that they're able to do in the trenches. And Blake Coleman's done that throughout his career. And, you know, sometimes when things aren't going well for you and you're not creating the offense as maybe easy as you would like to, that's what you have to do. You have to start putting the work boots on, get in the corners, win some one-on-one -on -one battles, and, yeah. you know, get some greasy goals because I think Daryl Sutter's talked about it numerous times. You're not going to score the pretty, you know, tic-tac-toe goals all night. You need to get some of those greasy ones. And Blake Coleman, while he does some, some highlight reel goals, yeah. uh, he's done that throughout his career. Good spot, uh, finds it in the slot there, and then uh, and eventually uh, helps get that uh, Calgary Flames group on the board and maybe some uh, momentum, but as we talked about, it was stemmed uh, by Nashville shortly thereafter. Um, we'll hear from head coach Gerald Sutter coming up. We'll also hear from members of the Calgary Flames inside that uh, locker room as uh, the Flames now stare at uh, the end of this eight-game uh, homestand as well, which is, uh, you know, we'll get to that, and I know we got Daryl here ready uh, momentarily, but just, you know, it's been, it's been a grind on home ice here, <laughs> and I know it probably starts to feel a little bit different when you kind of go the other way. Obviously, it started great. Yeah. Uh, you started the season 5-1, but now you're in a position where you're uh, bordering on 500 hockey and have one game left to kind of stem that or turn it. Yeah, and a very unique schedule as well. In addition to the eight consecutive games, yeah. there have been blocks with days off as well, so it almost feels like you're starting a new homestand every, every time you day, come yeah. to the rink. But every week. Like you said, it has been Groundhog Day. Uh, NHL players are a creature of habit. They're used to traveling around, seeing some different 
rinks and you know playing different teams uh, you know maybe just getting away from some of the distractions that they, they may have at home I think everybody can relate to that on some level but um, they just need to get out there and experience it a little bit and see some different scenery yeah and uh, well let's uh, head inside and hear our first comments on this uh, post-game show let's uh, hear from the head coach Daryl Sutter standing by now what's your assessment of what you saw out there tonight um first period I didn't think our defense in particular could absorb much traffic or urgency in their game Second period. Pardon? How about the second period? I thought we got better as the game went on, but it's a tough league to win in. You got to have tough guys. Any indicators that you saw leading into the game that you might have that kind of start? No. I think we had a good game plan, and but you have to have the courage to execute. Nashville's a big, strong team. For the last couple of games, are you guys generating enough towards the opposing net? Uh, tonight, probably not. Last game, for sure, we did. I mean, probably tonight, that's a recipe, or the reason for not, is we we didn't advance pucks. We didn't have the puck that much. Does that surprise you that in a physical game that your team wasn't, didn't come out on Got top? Got a different defense. Right? Still very much trying to find partners, and it's pretty obvious. Got to be a good partner. Give every, give your partner another second. Tell them what to do. Things like that. A lot of people are asking, is it is it time for a road trip? I know you still got one more game at home, but <laughs> seems like we've been home for a long time. It, it does feel like it, it could it could help a team, couldn't it? Yeah, but I'm not looking that far ahead. You know, it's not the win. It's not winning or losing. I'm looking more at the process or the performance of guys, right? That's that's concerning. Courage that you talk about, especially defensively, like is that a mindset thing? Is it personnel? What is it? Yeah, it's kind of, it probably involves lots of things. Preparation, skill set, uh, compete level, urgency. There's lots of things that go into it. Performance, the one where you lean on your leadership group to try to get you out of it and lead you into the next game on Saturday? Yeah, I mean... I trust our, that group, but at the same time, you, you know, you got, you got to do it by example. All right, thank you. Okay, you guys. All right, there's some uh, thoughts from uh, the head coach, Daryl Sutter. Anything stand out about that? I mean, I think uh, probably leaned a little bit more toward the back end and some of the pairings. And obviously, uh, as we should note right off the top, really, I mean, Chris Tanev missed this hockey game, yeah. uh, missed the last, uh, actually, well, I should say the last two, but he missed morning skate here this morning, missed practice yesterday. Obviously, Connor Mackey drew in and skated alongside Michael Stone here tonight. But, um, you know, just, I guess, uh, pick up on what uh, you heard from the coach there. I think what was most fascinating to me is he talked about the difficulty in advancing the puck tonight. And you know, we, we talked about some of the puck management turnovers, things of that nature. I think what stood out to me especially is how, much, how often in this game there were you know, Flames defensemen behind the net collecting the puck, looking up ice, and you know, not really being pressured at that point, but you know, sending the puck right up the middle and having a, a turnover or a puck land right on the stick of a Nashville player. So um, that's uncharacteristic of this team. We don't see it very often. Uh, yeah. my, I suspect we're not going to see it bunch moving forward as well but it definitely speaks to what he was talking about which is chemistry and familiarity and maybe going back to what he talked about yesterday too which is being predictable to your teammates it just looked like everybody was possibly a little bit on their own page tonight
Yeah, and uh, and he kind of laughed at the the same topic we we had just discussed prior to going into that uh, was about the the road trip. Seems yes. like the homestand's gone on forever. <laughs> it has been a marathon yes. in some ways. Um, aside from that, though, you know, interesting also to hear you know kind of talk about um, you know the physicality and obviously it is a big team uh, yeah. on the other side of things and just sort of how to manage that. Uh, I think the Flames ended up out hitting. Nashville, but we, as we all know, it's more than, more than just that. Yeah. yeah, it's more than just that. Uh, let's go inside the locker room. Uh, Blake Coleman is uh, standing by now, the only goal scorer of this hockey game for the Calgary Flames, and uh, let's hear what he thought here post-game. Just uh, unacceptable. Yeah. It was a complete lack of uh, energy, and uh, yeah, there's just nothing. Where does that energy come from? It sort of seemed like we've heard that a couple of times uh, in the last couple, few games. Where, where can you manufacture it when it's not there? You just got to find a way. You got to find a way to dig. You got to find a way to bring your own joy and your own excitement. And, um, you know, it was quiet, uh, slow start for us. And uh, just didn't really find it. A couple opportunities in the third, but uh, can't have those first two periods and expect a win. It didn't, is it concerning that after two straight losses, especially the way the last loss happened, that that energy wasn't there early? Uh, like I said, it's unacceptable, the whole thing. Um, regardless of what the games before, uh, the outcomes were, it's just uh, it's a home game. It's a game we needed to win. It's a game that, uh, you know, you just you want to have that right from the get-go, and we didn't have it. And like I said, uh, unacceptable is the best way to describe it. It didn't look like you guys penetrated their front of their net or the middle of the ice that much. I feel like you maybe made it a little too easy for their goalie tonight. Yeah, we just didn't win enough battles. I don't think... Uh, you know, we tried to simplify a little bit and get pucks behind, but if you don't get stops, it, it doesn't uh, lead to much zone time, much uh, chances, things like that. So, uh, like I said, I thought just uh, just ugly. Is it worthy of a, a? I mean, these are so many games and things happen throughout the course of a season. But at this point, you know, do you have a conversation as a group about something like this, or is that making too much about it? I know you're going to chat about it, but the idea of addressing it. Yeah, we've already discussed it. I think. It's an 82-game season. Um, if it becomes a, a, a theme or a trend, certainly you, you get into that. But I think we have enough uh, responsible guys, enough guys that want to win and care. And uh, I don't see this being an issue. I think uh, you know it's been addressed. You'll learn from this, and uh, you know, you know, like I said, it's, if it's not a habit, if it's a one-time thing, then we move on and we, and we get back on the horse. But uh, three in a row at home, uh, just complete unacceptable. Like I know we still have one more home game, but uh, will it be a relief to get on the road? Sometimes you need to shake it up. I think, uh, you know, it's no excuse. There's never excuses in this league. Everybody's got different uh, difficulties to their schedules. But, uh, you know, I certainly think it's, uh, it's, it's time. I think we're ready to get out there. I think sometimes you need a, just a different way to find some energy and some excitement. And um, you, know, you can't overlook this last game. We need this win, and it's a big one for us. So. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the road trip. I'm looking forward to the next game. Well said there by uh, Blake Coleman, always a good yeah. spokesperson inside that uh, Calgary Flames locker room. And uh, the note there, uh, basically at the end, we're not looking forward to the road trip. We got one more game before we can even think about that. So uh, that game is against New Jersey on Saturday. Unacceptable was the other word he used. Um, you know, and I think probably similar to what we've talked about here the last couple of days and some of the maturity, some of the experience we, uh, you know, we've seen in that locker room. They have no shortage of it, and that's you know something he touched on here tonight too. 
Yeah, and when you have two periods like they had tonight, you need guys like that to go out and lead. This is a team that has a number of guys who have gone out there, Blake included, who have won Stanley Cups. They've been through rough yeah. stretches, and uh, I think especially too, not to you know try and play off what was you know obviously a very disappointing loss tonight, but sometimes adversity can bring a group together. And one thing that this team has been lacking, not to go back to the road trip thing, but um, when you spend all this time at home, you have very little time together as a unit. So, um, you know, maybe a stretch like this can do that for this team. That's the, that's the silver lining side of things, no question. But, uh, but it definitely can have an impact, and it has for those championship teams. But some early adversity, no question. Three yep. straight losses for this group. And uh, let's actually, you know what, uh, before we're going to hear from Elias Lindholm here coming up in just a moment, I think he's going to uh, meet with the media here in just, uh, in just momentarily. But uh, a couple of chances. We talk about game of inches. And, sure. you know, I know that there wasn't nearly enough sustained zone time, but you know, there were some looks that could have changed the course of this game at some point. There were, and it was funny because those first two periods, I think what was, you know, frustrating for this team, they were frustrating themselves because they were deferring on too many good looks. And once they started getting back to what their game is, it's that shooting mentality. This is a shot volume team. And you see a lot of these plays aren't anything spectacular. It's, you know, winning a battle either along the half wall or down low, putting it back to the point and getting a shot on goal with traffic. These are the fundamentals and the basics of the game, but it's what made this team so successful last year and through the first couple of games of the season because they were off to one of their best starts in franchise history. So yeah. they don't all have to be Picassos, just put the puck on net. They started to figure that out in the latter half of the second period and into the third. That's when they started having some success. That's what they have to get back to. Simple. Uh, yeah, and a lot of clanks, as you can see in that highlight pack. I think it was three different crossbars at different times. And uh, this is the first game this season the Flames yeah. have been outshot. And I think it finished, uh, what did we finish here? 32-30, so narrow margin. But uh, much of the play obviously dictated by Nashville uh, in terms of offensive chances and shots. Let's uh, go back inside. Elias Lindholm, another member of that uh, Calgary Flames leadership group. Yeah, I don't know. We talked about it and, you know, had a couple of meetings and, you know, practice and, stuff like that and still you know came out flat no energy and you know pretty much did uh, that to ourselves tonight so it was, it was tough outside of the energy um, can you pinpoint maybe where it went wrong x's and o's are on the ice no i think you know overall when you weren't ready to play obviously and and uh, obviously i don't know what the shots were in the first but like 13 to 3 or something so weren't ready to play and, and put ourselves in that hole and, and uh, you know it's tough to win when you when you play like that. Do you think it maybe made it a little too easy for their goalie just by not getting to the net as much as you maybe would like to have this evening? Yeah, I think honestly it was it wasn't a lot uh, going on for us tonight. It was just a bad overall performance and, and um, you know it was no time to get to the goal. We were playing playing a lot the you know up and down and, and decent a lot so it was it's uh, it tough to watch. At what point on a night like tonight does it sort of does everyone sort of realize that the group doesn't have the juice? What can you do to start to turn that? No, you need need something, something like a spark. I don't know, like a shot block and hit or something. But you know, tonight it was nothing of that, and and uh, you know, it was just unacceptable. And and you know, obviously three in a row at home here it was uh, snuck it enough. In your experience, what happens next? How does a group take an unacceptable effort and move forward from it? No, honestly, even after last game, we were up 4-2 and, and uh, lose. We're, we're uh, you know, a veteran group, and, and that shouldn't happen either. And, and 
you know, we talked about it, and it was unacceptable last game, and tonight, you know, might have been worse, and, and um, so, you know, we we got to keep talking, keep pushing, and, and you know, all of us got to be better. Original 16, a great way to celebrate things done well. All right, Flames Post Game Live brought to you by Original 16. Putting a wrap on this one here tonight is the Nashville Predators pick up the 4-1 victory, and the Calgary Flames are uh, just trying to listen into what we heard inside the locker room. And, you know, I think probably nothing unexpected, but uh, obviously an area where uh, there's some improvements to find here in, in, in short order and one more home game, as we've discussed, to kind of, uh, you know, find some find something before you head out on the road. Absolutely. And, you know, you're you get an off day tomorrow, a good chance to hopefully reset and stay warm, yeah. not have to battle those roads for one day anyway. Uh, but you look ahead to what's going to be a very obviously big game on Saturday. And yeah. that New Jersey Devils team is uh, is looking pretty good. I think they had a comeback win tonight against the Oilers. Yeah, so just checking that. Is that uh, one a final? It is now final. Yeah. Uh, really impressive stuff that they've been able to put together. Um, if you're a advanced stats person or uh, you know aficionado like I pretend to be sure. uh, they're a very strong possession team I think they lead the NHL right now in that category they generate chances at a higher clip than anyone else in the league right now too so um, if you're looking to get your game back on track you're gonna have to bring it on Saturday because we know the Devils are and uh, it'll start with a start I think that'll be the theme kind of uh, over the next couple of days for this group uh, yeah. obviously back-to-back -back starts pointed out there by Elias Lindholm and uh, one of those things that uh, we'll have to change coming up on Saturday night. Uh, as for us, well, let's close the book on uh, this Thursday night inside the Scotiabank Saddledome, and uh, it'll be a loss at the hands of the Nashville Predators, the first of three meetings between these two teams this season. 4-1 the final here this evening. As for what's next, it is the finale of that eight-game homestand. It comes to an end against the New Jersey Devils, who, as uh, Ryan Dietrich just mentioned, it, it was a... Uh, 4-3 comeback win in Edmonton tonight, so they'll be coming in red hot. That's the next ticket on the uh, schedule for the Calgary Flames. Thanks for watching Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by Original 16.